Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. For today, we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS on February 20th, 1988. And we had the call in Audible this week because um, one of our one of the trio uh, got caught traveling and he was out busy and couldn't make it in town in time. So um, and his travel schedule next week may be the same. So uh, lots going on with the Doxter. So Lance is back. Uh, a week after he kissed our ass and said we had a great show. And Hopper's here as well. So, uh, Hopper, I'm going to throw it to you first because last time Lance left and Doc replaced him, you cut a promo on Lance when he was gone. I'm not trying to stir things up, but uh, you say, Hopper, how you doing, wow. man? You called him a nerd. You called him a nerd. No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. I would never do that. You were very quality. You're a very high quality individual, Lance. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. You're a true. You... <laughs> I'm I'm always listening. You never know when I'm listening to the show. He mocked <laughs> he mocked you, Lance. I don't know if you heard it. He was like, oh, "Okay, oh, oh, Lance isn't here, so you don't. I don't get to hear about his toys and his. Oh, guy, I got I got uh, I got all the programs from the Sportatorium and Texas <laughs> Stadium shows. See, he's laughing because he knows I'm not lying. Uh, no, it's all fun and games. But Hopper, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Fuck, maybe Doc's a smart and up and finally quit this shit. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that. He uh, he, no. he got caught up with travel and uh, whatnot. So, Whatever. Uh, yeah. But you know, Lance, how are you? Are you uh, happy to be back? Oh, it's great. It's a shimp episode, I guess. <laughs> Here I am replacing Doc. Episode. I don't know how I can do it, but uh, I'll just stay in the background, know my role, let uh, Harper be the star. Well, I, I will tell you, you are the greatest. Uh, example of a of a smu graduate and we're more than happy to have you here go mustangs oh, oh <laughs> mercy your mercy go mustangs dog I, I can feel the love <laughs> through the headset man Eric go mustangs, ex- go Eric mustangs except when they except when they play Tulane. glad you didn't you know, say craig james <laughs> Tulane got robbed at smu two years ago i remember, remember that game? yeah that's true huh and, and and most of the people out there who like because I know we have college football fans that listen to us and like Tulane and SMU aren't big time college football even though they're big you know they're team I mean technically they are but not really you know they're right. not like national powerhouses or whatever they're not but power anyway five schools right but uh, Tulane got robbed at SMU two years ago and um yeah I'm, that 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 was messed up they got they yeah, got forgot about that, that. anytime they won that game. Yeah. They would have went to a bowl game. They had to win right. that game to become uh, bowl eligible. Like, nah, bro. 
Yeah, they happen. They got, they got robbed, and when two they lanes on the schedule, on the we're always pretty confident. You know, we play a lot of a lot of teams that were stacked. The deck stacked against us, but we always Matter feel good fact, about two lane. That was two years ago. I wonder if they play them here at SMU again. If they do, I might go. Uh, anyway, let's get into some. Let's get into some business. I'll be out territory. there with the maker's mark. <laughs> I know you will. That's why I, I will be tailgating. <laughs> A uh, special shout out to our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie and Hall of Fame patron Kyle Riley and Mike Childry. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every uh, month on this show. We appreciate it. And then I want to get into something real quick before we jump into the show, uh, before I do the, the, the rest of the shout outs. Harper, remember the bit we did last week with the jive tones and how, um, you know, you got into the thing about the car they drove and we answered Drew's yeah. question and you said the car smelled like uh, weed and uh, cocoa butter. <laughs> yeah. So that's nice. Now we were just, Why are you laughing? We were just, well, the thing is, we were just having fun. Would you agree, Harper? Yeah. Okay, so I got to say something. Some clown on the YouTube channel, because what I did was I clipped that segment and right. posted it as a video on the YouTube channel. Uh, for, for, for the Army out there to hear it ahead of time. You know, I was like, hey, you want to go, you want to hear, you know, uh, a week ahead? Look, here's a clip. And it was about 13, 14 minutes. Somebody on the YouTube channel made a comment. And this was the comment. I won't say the person's name. I hesitated to listen to this one. And I can see why I did. And he's got a little face like a face palm type or a blank stare. It was only a little offensive, racist and stereotypical. SMH shaking my head. Apparently, let me just say this. I think this guy missed the part where... After we were joking and playing, and if you remember when you said cocoa putter and weed, I was like, come on, bro, stop being a racist. Like, apparently he missed that part, and apparently he also missed the part at the end where you and Doc both said, or Doc said, man, these guys are fun, man. They're getting screwed over with this terrible gimmick, and <laughs> he must have missed all of that. So, yeah, we're unprofessional. We have fun. We're not politically correct, but good Lord, people, stop making everything so serious. It was all yeah, in fun. For real, huh? I mean, stop, Harper, stop being woke. Great? Stop being woke. But how stop great being was that? Woke. Go take how a fucking nap, motherfucker. Jesus, how great was that though, Harper? I mean, was that segment not a lot of fun? That shit was great, man. <laughs> it does make you wonder what kind of car did they drive? <laughs> you does it? <laughs> <laughs> That's your superpower, not mine. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, again, people, life is too serious. Go have some fun. Don't take things so serious. Hopper, I'm afraid to throw it to you, but I heard you have a promo you want to cut because you're mad about women hijacking the uh, Pride Parade in New Orleans. Oh, yeah, bro. Did y'all have the whole big uh, gay pride thing over there by y'all? Did we have a parade here, Lance? I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I I I really don't, Hopper. I, I all I saw hey, was on Twitter, and I kind of like whatever people arguing with each other. So, but it's probably I, one I, every I, night at fucking uh, at fucking Lance's house anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a married man, happily married. <laughs> whatever. <yeah. laughs> okay, Hopper's about to cut a promo on women hijacking the Pride right. Parade in New Orleans. Look. <laughs> I got nothing against gays, right? You know, if you want to be queer, go be queer. Go go get married, adopt kids. I don't give a shit what you do. I'm going through fucking Facebook and Instagram, and I'm looking at all the posts, and it's there's no gay guys posting this shit. And, 
it's it's all these little fucking girls. These these little white girls, half naked, with fucking ten pounds of Sherman Williams makeup on their fucking faces, <laughs> and they use it as an ex- excuse to get half naked and take fucking selfies and put them on fucking Instagram. They're hijacking the fucking gay pride shit. And it's like, can't fucking anyone just have their own shit without you fucking stealing it? Right. Hopper. What? It goes back to the birthday month. It's not a it's birthday, a birthday month. Right. It's a day. It's a you... fucking, it's not happy birthday. Birth month. Is it's it? a day. No, it's a day. It's day. You were born. I if just... you were born January 5th, for example, Bruh. your birthday is January yes. 5th. It's and not if it's on a January. Monday, you celebrate it on fucking Monday, motherfucker. Not the next weekend so fucking you and uh, Karen and fucking Rachel can go out and fucking take selfies. Okay? The fuck? Bruh, they think everything re- revolves around them, huh? He's talking about not, women when he says they, not, not, yeah, not they <laughs> fucking broads. If, if it's not mother's day and fucking, let's be honest with you. Most of these broads, when it comes to, uh, being a mother, I mean, they got the batting average of a fucking relief pitcher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, they ain't batting a thousand. So maybe you should just go hide for that fucking day. <laughs> and they got fucking Valentine's day. That's their little special fucking day. The fucking gay pride fucking month. They took over that fucking shit. Jesus Christ. Fuck. I can't stand that fucking shit, dude. It's just an excuse. I gotta get half naked and take selfies. Oh, oh, God. And you know what gets me so fucking, like, really pissed off about it? They put hashtag love everyone. Hashtag, you know, change and blah. Blah 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 blah, like they're doing a fucking service for the homosexual community. Go sit the fuck down. You're posting fucking selfies. You know what that's like? That's like going to the little fucking ex-con guy ringing a bell in front of fucking Walmart with the Salvation Army bucket and and taking a selfie of me putting a quarter in it and like I'm helping out the homeless people. Hashtag do your part. Hashtag help out the needy, blah, blah, blah. Because you put a quarter in there. That's what that's like. Go sit the fuck down, man. I can't stand that fucking shit. Well, Hopper, as we record this, Father's Day is this coming Sunday. Yeah, see? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> what's going to happen with all the... How many of are- those single fucking uh, bar whores are going to put on there? Shout out to all the single moms that got it, uh, you know... Uh, they gotta be dads too, you know. I'm the yeah, like you show a little Mikey how to throw a fucking spiral in the backyard or something. Go sit down. <laughs> okay, so let me speak for a minute, and then we'll get into the show. We're not trying to solve social issues here. We're just having fun, people. But uh, seriously, I was raised by a single mother, so uh, uh, I have compassion for all the single mothers out there. At the same time, let the dads have that day. They get yeah, one day. for real. They got a hijack Father's Day too, bro. <laughs> bro, like seriously, they got a hijack Father's Day too. Tell me I'm fucking lying. Tell You're me I'm lying. fucking lying. You're not lying. It's Jesus Christ. The world does not revolve around you. I don't care what these fucking celebrities tell you on fucking Facebook and shit. It does not revolve around you. 
Fuck. All right, Harper, you got it off your chest now? I guess. <laughs> Lance, you got anything? Or you, you, no, you just... let's uh, keep rolling. <laughs> All right, so now that Harper cut his promo, now that Harper got off... Not that Hopper got that off of his chest. I want to thank a bunch of new patrons and patrons who moved over to Patreon and patrons who bumped up their pledge. So first off, Don Depinet, thank you for bumping up your Patreon pledge. Enjoy those uh, the Crockett pay-per-view that we did last month. Also enjoy the uh, the review request shows that we do or that we've done like ECW, AWA. We did a Continental one as well. Uh, Lance and I are going to be doing a USA one soon. Uh, USA from Knoxville with Ron Wright. We got Will Harkey, longtime listener, big supporter of BTT, bumped up his pledge and is now a BTT Hall of Famer. Will, remind me at the end of December and I will send you your Pro Wrestling Tees gift card to use in our Pro Wrestling Tees store. Craig Walston, longtime Patreon supporter. Good dude who's helped me out numerous times when it comes to my laptop and PC, helping me troubleshoot various items not only mine but my kids he had a problem with his craig thank you for all your help uh he bumped up his pledge so thank you craig and then last but not least piper's ear another longtime patreon member bumped up his patreon level as well so thank you very much if you're not a patron it's tinyurl.com slash patreon btt all right we'll get into the show now so again february 20th hold on let me start the patreon video and i'm thinking about it because uh, last week I didn't start it right away. But uh, we're talking February 20th, 1988, Saturday night on TBS. And the show opens. We see an opening of Flair and Sting mixing it up before we head to the studio where it looks like Jim Ross is looking at Tony Schiavone like he is about to shoot him in the back of his head. Uh, you can see what I'm talking about if you're on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, they break the news that the Powers of Pain and Ivan Koloff won the six-man titles from Dusty and the Road Warriors. Other than that, I don't have anything else from the opening. Uh, Harper, do you? You notice when you look at that, Crockett's looking at it with a big shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> and as fucking Jim Ross is like, you fucking asshole. He you is, with that mustache. He's <laughs> looking at Shivani right there where I've got the screen frozen. And he's like looking through his soul. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty vicious looking. Doc does a good imitation of Jim Ross talking about, I'm about to bury you sons of bitches. Anyway, uh, it's pretty pretty vicious. But, Lance, anything from the opening, or can we keep going? No, let's roll. All right, the first matchup is the Varsity Club. They defeat Max MacGyver and um, Curtis Thompson. I don't really have anything from it. It was pretty much your standard uh, enhancement talent match. Lance, anything from that? When you see that blood, it looked like it – I mean, maybe on the suplex, he did two at the end. And I guess on the first on the first of those two, that's where that blood came from on MacGyver. They just kicked his ass. I didn't even notice it watching it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice him bleeding. First Steiner yeah, looks he... like he has blood on his leg, but it's uh when he comes up after the after the uh suplex at the end, the German. He, I think he does two Germans at the end. Um there he's not bleeding, but you're gonna see it. Oh, and and, yeah. and that's when uh, uh Steiner's gonna screw with him and rub in his face like it's easy, it's easy or something he's yelling at him and he's just got him by the face. You know, not punching him, but just kind of embarrassing him. I think he's but right saying, there. Uh, looks, uh, brush your there teeth. It brush here it your is, right here. Right here. Oh, he's is saying, that what he's brush saying? your teeth. Brush your teeth. Oh, brush okay, your teeth. Okay. Well, he's got he's bleeding right there out of the uh, the nose and mouth. Yeah, yeah I, I can't what tell happened. what it is. It's almost like it they on the they. German. I mean, he landed on that second uh, German. Just, just man, that's a flat. It just boom. 
Yeah, it was almost like it, maybe that's what it did. You know, sometimes you hit your head long, hard enough, you, you you hit hard enough, it jogs something loose, and that's what happened. I don't know. That's what it looked like to me. Uh, Harper, anything else from the match? Nah. All right, let's go to the promo. The Varsity Club, we've been enjoying their promos. Let's hear what Kevin Sullivan's got to say. Varsity Club, the Games Master, World Television Champion, Florida Heavyweight Champion. When are you men going to stop? Listen, we had the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. I know you've got to be figuring oh, that out. Oh, we're figuring in that. And you know, it's funny, Mr. Crockett. People are starting to learn now what the Varsity Club is all about. Even though we've gained two titles, the second most prestigious title of them all, the World TV title and the Florida, your Florida heavyweight yeah, title right. is important. That's right, it is. But that is an important thing for us. People are starting to learn what the Varsity Club is all about. What the Varsity Club is about is extinction. And let me tell you a story about extinction. Thousands of years ago, the great Macedon ruled the earth. And something happened that changed the climate and he was wiped out. And the great California golden bear who growled and everybody in the forest was scared, was hunted, was hunted to extinction. And even the silly flightless dodo bird was hunted and killed. Extinction, you see. I'm talking to the three individuals. The adopted son of Dusty Rhodes, Barry Windham with his flowing blonde hair, and the U.S. champion himself, Dusty Rhodes, and the silly dodo bird, Jimmy Garvin, who listens to something that pecks on his ear. You see, I'm going to make it real clear. Extinction is forever. Ever. 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 And the Varsity Club is forever. Ever. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, the exciting Shane Douglas. Harper, did you step away or are you still there? Uh, I'm here. Okay. I heard somebody put a headset down. I didn't know if it was you or Lance. Um, uh, Sullivan start talking about world history and extinction and everything. A mascotard. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the mascotard? Mr. Uh, Nichols State? I don't know. Yo, what the fuck? That's Lance. He went to SMU. That's a more no, prestigious. No, shit, man. I'm, a, I'm actually a pro guy, man. I'm pro sports, man. I don't know college sports. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, what's uh, uh the Florida champ? Did they did they talk about? Did y'all have to cover that? Like Rotundo just handed the title over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All and, right. That, and you notice he didn't have it today. Yeah, well, but but they covered it on this show of him handing it over to Steiner after he, he doesn't won. have it oh. today. And I thought the day he handed it, he got it hand. I was I was uh um one of our listeners, uh, Jeff Jewett, was talking about this on the Facebook group. He handed it to Steiner, but I swear, I think it's next week or maybe the week after. I think Steiner might have it on him. Or they bring it out to the ring with them or something. So it's essentially, it's. I think it's dead, but it's like because nobody's defending it or anything. Right. But I think Steiner does actually appear. And Jeff, I might be wrong as I say this, but I think Steiner might actually appear with it one more time. 
not to defend it, but like he has it out at the ring with him or something like that. Uh, but yeah, Lance, we talked about when he just handed it to him like randomly and that was it. In November of 88, Rotundo is going to ask for it back and that's going to cause a bunch of stuff. So it's a few really? months away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the end of the, yeah. And Steiner stripped of it. Anyway, I, that's kind of weird. You know, they're still pushing that wrestling network. So I guess that's why they're still um, pushing the Florida territory stuff, trying to make sure I, that yeah. they feel like they're a part of it. Uh, anything else from the promo though, Lance, uh, you have, or no, no, it's pretty fun. They look so refreshed, don't they? Steiner yeah, coming no, into I... wrestling and, uh, your Rotundo has been around for years. It's the first time you ever give a care about him. Cause I mean, he was in Florida territory and he never looked like much here. You know, they're moving around in the ring. I mean, all vicious and stuff. I think it's great. You, you are repeating what I think we're all feeling and saying, um, is that, um, and Harper agreed to this and said it too, like Rotunda getting a facelift, I guess if you can call it that, with the Varsity Club was refreshing because Harper, was uh, him as a baby face working for you? No. He was going, no, bro. He had zero personality, and it just, it, it was very, very boring. It was like a cup of tea with no sugar or anything. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just let's drink some hot tea with nothing in it, and that's it. But, at that, yeah, I'm with you. All right. We'll keep going. Uh, we got Shane Douglas. He defeats Thunderfoot 2. Douglas wins with a belly-to-belly, and JR puts it over that he reminds him of Magnum T.A. Harper and I talked about Shane last week. Lance, what do you have after watching Shane here? I mean, he's got – you know, he had a name at the time. I, I know I was into it at, when this was going on because, you know, UWF had been so close to Dallas, and I was – you know, we'd gone to shows, and he had a name and everything. But, you know, it, it Sting's the more important. I mean, there's so many guys more important to this. Um, I hadn't remembered about the belly-to-belly and the comparisons to Magnum. I don't know how that long that will go on, but you can see Dusty's foot uh, fingerprints all over it, of course. Um, you know, they tease something during that match. They're teasing something new in March, you know, on TBS. We know what that is. And, uh, they're also pushing the Omni on the 28th, <laughs> which $5 upper deck. They don't say that on TV, but that's what they were doing. So they must, Damn, have, been, that's they cheap, must have been hurting. Man. They must have been hurting pretty bad to put that on and stuff. And that was going to be, you know, Horseman versus, uh, uh, Dusty and all those guys, the new teams, Lex, the new boy and stuff. Man, imagine paying five bucks to see those guys in their prom. <laughs> Dude, yeah, five bucks. I mean, I mean, put it this about, way. Think about what that is today. What's that, nine right. bucks today, eight bucks? I mean, a G.I. Joe guy back then was three bucks because I couldn't get anything over three bucks when, when my mom would go to, like, you know, Walmart and Kmart. So a G.I. Joe guy was $3. So for $2 more, you can sit in a legit, you know, fucking the major. Army. Yeah. Right. A major fucking NBA caliber building, and watch right. these fucking these fucking a uh, top it on wrestlers in their prime work. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Five so, bucks. you know, Ricky Santana here comes out and does this interview with Shane Douglas and everything. Jesus that's just Christ. that's just pushing a you know a Crockett Cup team. And everything, and I did look up the uh, dealership. I don't think anybody, any of those guys, work at that car dealership where Ricky Santana worked in Orlando. But I, I looked it up to see if I could see the screenshot because that was a uh, him and Glacier and uh, Haku all worked there, and you can see their pictures on the on the website and stuff twenty years ago. <laughs> he does look good in a suit. Uh, Ricky Santana. 
Yeah, he looks like somebody. He, yeah, uh, it makes him look, look important there. You look like somebody in your suit, too. Uh, well, you're goddamn right I do. But I'm but, saying uh, for, for a Mexican with a fucking wow. mullet. Wow. Wow. There he is. He told me to say that. <laughs> Woo. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Hopper. Why don't you just call him, say he's got a hydrated back while you're at That's it. nice. Jesus Christ. I have paused it on him wearing a suit since you want to be so politically correct here tonight. You're coming yeah. in hot. Hopper, he looks good for a Mexican. What the hell is that supposed to mean? With the mullet, too. This is the, the type mullet. of stuff that gets us in trouble on the freaking YouTube channel. Right there. Yeah, right. When you say stuff like that. Somebody will market his hate speech. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He's he's having fun, people. Calm down. All right, we'll keep going. What Lance is talking about and Harper's talking about here is Ricky Santana and Shane Douglas do cut a promo. Uh, out there with David Crockett and Santana offers Shane his tag services uh, to Douglas, who says, yeah. I sure do appreciate that. And then Douglas says that he's been uh, getting lessons from Magnum and Magnum's been helping him train and Magnum has been a great guy to him. And then Shane talks about Rick, uh, Rick Flair and Sting, but that was it. He's like starts pushing that feud, which we're about to get into uh, in the next segment. So that's all I had. Lance, you had anything else from that? No, I'll jump in here. You know, nothing says uh, Valentine's like taking your date to wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> and that's uh, right. they they had three shows on uh, that Sunday the fourteenth, and uh, this this uh, is being filmed on the fifteenth, the Monday after. And they had a show in Greenville, South Carolina, a matinee. They had another matinee in Chicago, and a night show in the Omni. Insane. And that show in Greenville, South Carolina, just got the shit. They got Armstrong and Horner defeated the Sheep Herders. Well, they were having <laughs> money put that, on all those shows. They just had the shit. But basically, the uh, Chicago show and Atlanta, sh uh, the Omni show, were the same thing and stuff. So they went from uh, Chicago to Atlanta. Yeah, man, they were, they were rolling. And then, so this is the fifteenth. Yeah. So right now, what they do is they throw it to a video package. Shivani and Jr. do of Rick versus Sting, and um. It's a match, and I'll, I'll talk through it, and then I'll let kind of Lance and Harper say what they got. But um, let me get let me fast forward the the video that we've got going on here. Um, now Lance, where'd you say this is from? This match. This one's either this one I think is Tennessee, but it might okay. be the Chicago match. I I can't okay. tell. Doesn't it look more like it doesn't look like a, a big place in Chicago, does it? it no. It looks like Tennessee, right? Yes. It's, my choices. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to look at that like the the see it's so dark. Yeah. Freedom that, Hall that, doesn't it sound like doesn't that look like it would be called that, Freedom that's, Hall? That's what I'm thinking with those seats behind it, but it's so dark you can't see. But I'm I'm yeah. with you. So that's not it's Flair. It's yeah, I don't think so. It's Flair and Sting right here, and of course, as we we watch this, there was a ref bump. Tommy Young went flying as Sting hit Flair with a move off the top rope. I mean, just. It, it just telegraphed in the NWA back then. Tommy Young's <laughs> going to take a bump if he's out there. I mean, it just it gets old. But um, So then Sting, he's got Flair pinned for one, but then he puts Flair in the Scorpion Deathlock. And then there's a backup ref that he literally comes down to the ring. He's checking on Tommy Young. Um, but but And then he gets in, I think, I think J.J. ends up knocking him out. The whole time all this is going on, Sting ends up putting Flair in the, in the Scorpion Deathlock. 
Uh, it takes Arn and JJ to come in and break up the submission that's going on here. Just lots of shenanigans. JJ stops the ref from from actually saying no. Flair's giving up. JJ is about to bust <laughs> open the ref. I think he juiced him before he sent him into the uh, post, just so you know. Yeah, because he was kind of oh, stalling. Okay. It didn't watch it looked right there. Right. Yeah. Nice, nice. Watch, watch when he grabs him. And he's he's about he's gonna grab his head for a second, and I think JJ's got the blade in his right hand. He, uh, I think he's juicing him right there, and then he right sends there. him into the post. So I yeah. think JJ, yeah, yeah, bladed the ref. Yep, it's in his right hand. He put it in his pocket. It, you can see him. There you go. There it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Isn't that crazy? As kids, we never caught any of this shit. Right. <laughs> no, so, it was the late nineties and I you know, then I would catch the Undertaker, you know, doing it to his forehead before you get hit with a chair. But I mean, yeah, you had to be you know, savvy to what was going on. You sure yeah. didn't catch it as a kid. Hell they no. had those first of those bat, uh first blood battle royals and if you were in uh UWF, if you were up close, you could see what was going on a little bit, but there, you know, that was smooth. Man. Yeah, it, it it really it really was. I mean, you couldn't see you had to know to look for it. But JJ juices the ref, sends him into the post. The ref is busted open. Sting is in the ring with Flair and he's got him in a Scorpion Deathlock. The whole time he's got him in this, like Barry and Lex are stopping the horsemen from breaking it up. And then it finally ends up getting broken up. Uh, the, the Scorpion Deathlock, that is. But Flair was in that hold for the longest and he's on the ground selling it. It takes JJ and Arn to try to drag Flair out of the ring. Um, but the babyfaces would not let Arn and JJ break this up. So I'll go to Lance now. Anything else you got from this? This was kind of it was kind of yeah. cool. You know, you know, ref got busted open. All kind of stuff happening here. Yeah, and uh, you know, the good guy gets gets it all. I mean, for once. I mean, a, a, compared to today is what I'm saying, is we never see the good guy getting over on a, the hill. And here, you know, you feel pretty good about it. You know, he lost the match, right? Sting didn't win the world title, but look at all this action you got at the end. Especially, you know, he's really got, he's got, you know, Flair's number for a uh, upcoming um, match in May, in March, I mean. The big clash. Now, oh, did I say that? <laughs> No, that's all right. I mean, that yeah, clash is coming clash. up. You know, they, that's what they're fixing to announce is the clash. Now, what's yeah. these guys checking on Flair for? That's what I was uh, wondering watching that at the end. It's uh, like I a couple it. of like jobber guys are like, hey, man, you know, are you okay? I guess they just wanted to see if their champion was doing okay. Uh. It was weird. But I want to repeat what you said, Hopper. It's so weird when you watch JJ juice that ref because it's. You never would have even paid attention to it. When Nobody would have caught that back then. Not at all. Not at all. Even in that Born to Be Wired, that Funk and uh, Sabu match, you know the refs going around slicing uh, Sabu on the back, and I didn't catch on until I heard about it, and then I watched it, and sure enough, that ref was you know slicing Sabu's back up the whole match, <laughs> and that is wicked. That is wicked to look at him do that to a guy's back. You just oh my gosh! But he You're sure does asshole. it right in plain sight. I don't. I never understood. So I'm gonna assume that ref just didn't want to do it himself. And I, right. I will never understand guys that don't want to do it themselves because I trust myself more than I trust anybody else, unless they're a damn surgeon to freaking fillet me open. Because remember when Luke filleted Carlos? Yeah. Oh, there's uh, no way I'm letting another dude fillet me. 
It ain't happening. Um, not that he did anything wrong to him. My point is, man, I trust myself with that blade more than anybody. No way, no how. But anyway, I mean, like Luger, they said he was like afraid to do it to himself. I think JJ had the blade in one time or something, if you remember the stories. But yeah. anyway, all right, let's keep going because Sting is out here. And I wanted to play this just for Doc, but because it's so ridiculous. Here's Sting, and that's after the segment that we just <laughs> saw where Sting had Flair in the Scorpion Deathlock for a while. We're back in the studio. This man, that close, being world heavyweight champion, there's no doubt Ric Flair knows what the Scorpion Deathlock feels like. Well, you know, it was only a few weeks ago that I kind of flew through the air and smashed JJ, hooked him up on the Scorpion, that felt good, but I didn't know it would feel oh, so much better to do it to the nature boy. And yes, I think you were sweating more than you ever sweated before because you thought that this punk kid couldn't take the nature boy, the world champion, five times in a ring. How'd the Scorpion feel? I know about that figure four, but that Scorpion... And you gotta admit it now, cause everybody saw it, was hooked on mighty tight. And it felt good to hold on even when JJ was trying to pull me off. He couldn't do it either. All I gotta say is, I'm just trying to show you how to party right. And I think I did a good job. Woo! <laughs> and we'll have more right after this time. Oh, God. <laughs> it was the 80s. Hey, man. It's he like felt it, and it's it. It seems natural coming out of him, right? Yeah, it's like he's a guy on those Bud McKenzie commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Just lost half the audience there. <laughs> no, no, they know. Um, I can only imagine if Doc was here and I played that. <laughs> he would have lost his mind. He would have been cursing and screaming. And just saying how he hated him. Doc looks at Sting as the um, Hulk Hogan of the NWA, and he hates Hogan. He hates Hogan. So that's what he was. That's why I look at him as. I'm not he saying wasn't. he wasn't, but I don't hate him like Doc does. I mean, oh yeah, I, I think it'll be like Hogan was a Cadillac and he was the Buick. It's like a step down, you know. It's stay, you know. It's got fucking you know leather seats and the wood grain all, but it's. It's it's not a Cadillac. And, and I just think, like, I've said this a hundred times, Sting was for the kids. It was that whole surfer thing and that time period, Ocean Pacific. You, you know what it was. I mean, Damn. You, know, you were you were a little older than us in 88, but, I mean, would, would you agree? Yeah, I liked it because it was fresh and stuff, you know, and I thought I kind of drudged through 86 and 87. And I know, you know, a lot of people think of that fondly, but, you know, I'm way more into this 88 stuff. Uh, then was the eighty six, eighty seven, and he—I mean, he can talk. I mean, I understand all the jokes and stuff, but uh, no, I was into it. I was probably seventeen, eighteen, right here and stuff. What the heck, you know? A new challenge for for Flair. You know, we knew how it went and everything, but you know, didn't expect him to win. But it's the new, you know, flavor of the month. Yeah. All right, so we'll keep going. We got Ron Simmons. He is uh, out there to defeating David Isley. I don't have anything from it, so I assume we can keep going. <sighs> too uh, long. To you. He should have just long. beat him in two two seconds, man. Yeah. That or the Shane match. I mean, one of those should have been a squash. I mean, this this one should have. Because <laughs> when he did that fucking the first spine bust, you're like, okay, right. wait, was he still okay? It's still going on. They went for like four minutes or so. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but 
It is Dust, Ron Simmons. Dusty's going to change it up because he's going to try to get ratings. He's going to try to push it the, the quicker squashes de- down the road, but uh, it's not going to help the ratings. It's still Saturday night, still kind of very low. Well, hey, and it was just nobody watched for them. I mean, for the most part, we didn't watch for the matches back then, but that's a we've talked about that. Um, all right, let's go to now to Larry Zabisco and Baby Doll, who Baby Doll is still out there trying to blackmail Dust, blackmail Dusty. Here it is. The Western States Heritage Champion, Larry Zabisco, Baby Doll with her envelope. Uh, what what's in there? Come on, tell us. You don't need to know, David. This is strictly between Dusty Rose and myself. And by the way, Larry really doesn't know what's in it in the first place because it's all between Dusty and I. And Dusty, you know what's in it, don't you? You know what? I've been watching all the candidates, all the politicians running for office now. It's the big thing. And as I'm watching them, if they get caught with the mistress, if they do something they shouldn't be doing, if they make a... You know, just ridicule their own selves and throw their pride out the window. You know what happens? Even the politicians have the decency to walk up in front of the American people and resign. They drop out of the race. They hand over their title and they walk away with their tail between their legs because they done a bad thing. Okay? Now, Dusty, you got that same opportunity. Let's see if you have the same fortitude as these politicians we have lying to us day in and day out. We've got something on you that if you were a politician, you'd have to resign. Now, you're a professional wrestler, bull of the woods, etc. But where's your pride, brother? Where's your dignity? You stand up as a tall son of a plumber, but I don't think Daddy O's gonna be too proud when he gets a handle on what we got in the envelope. Now we're not here to waste time. We made short work of Barry Windham, and we're not messing around with the second step on the stairway to heaven, Dusty Rose, and that's you. So quit walking around your room, kicking yourself in the butt, wondering how you got caught. All that matters is you did. You did get caught, Rhodes. Now it's time to face the consequences. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen. Your American dream, the United States heavyweight champion, Dusty Rhodes, he'll be here. Also, hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Coming up next. Um, so, Lance, I, I, we talk, Harper and I talked about this and Doc a couple weeks ago when they first started bringing this up. Uh, your thoughts overall, not only in a promo, but that, that whole angle with the envelope that never gets shown the contents of what was Yeah, there. those damn envelopes. Yeah, this is all about the uh, the Gary Hart, the politician, and Donna Rice that was all during 87. I thought it was. Yeah, and uh, I think it was it's September of 87, and this is just February, so just a few months later, basically. he uh, the, You know, they're copying the same thing. He uh, it, September of 87 is when Gary, you know, resigned. He or suspended completely his election. He had already suspended it once during the middle of the year when shit started happening. Then they followed Donna Rice around and caught them and everything. So, uh, you know, he finally jumped out. But that's what they're copying. It's not a bad thing to copy. I mean, you know, if, if you're going to believe the fact that Dusty's like this good, wholesome American guy, you know, hardworking man. And it's it's actually, if you think about it, it's, it's a good little thing to, to try to copy because it's right. kind of true, you know. It's even more true nowadays, man. People nowadays can't wait to bury somebody for some wrongdoing from their past. Um, it's just the way of the world. But, I mean, it's not a bad thing to copy. But, Harper, what do you have? Yeah, and then, then it makes you wonder what's in the envelope. What's yeah. in there? 
Because and, the guy confidential on it, so it's got to be something. It's got confidential. It's got to be right. So it's got to be something <laughs> bad. And I can buy those. Kid, <laughs> and, and, I can buy those kid, confidential envelopes at Spencer's Gifts at the mall. Oh, trust well, me, not, I, can, I I <laughs> use those all. every day for the shoot job. Confidential uh, envelopes. What's in the envelopes, Hopper? <laughs> I, don't worry about it. You got to wait to find out next week. Well, and see, that's what I was about to say, because if you really think about it, they keep dangling this envelope in front of the crowd and all and everybody. And the, the main thing you do as we were kids, it's like, oh, we got to wait till next week. We got to, you know, are they going to show us what's in it next week? Because you really want to know. And it's just how do you keep somebody in I mean, suspense? Just keep teasing. Precious is pic- those pictures Precious had. Wasn't that it? Was it the pictures with Precious that they threatened a couple of years ago? I mean, as far as on timeline of NWA, wasn't it Garvin and Precious had something on Flair or something? Nah, maybe mixed up. No, I, th- no, I was thinking they had something. I was thinking they had something. And I, of course, I know there was the other deal later on pictures. I'm thinking of they two did different the, picture things. They did the angle with Flair. Garvin and Precious did the angle with Flair, where it was the, the, you know, Flair was going to win a date with her. And I, I don't think they I thought there were some pictures at the time just mentioned, but I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't look it up. Gotcha. So. If you want to correct either one of us, send it to Lance's Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I didn't. I was very general in my thing. Hey, I only I know, claim to be the world you. class guy. Yeah, I'm messing <laughs> with you. All right, we'll keep going. Um, Lucky I don't get on your. I gotta listen to your mid south stuff more. I'll start correcting you there. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I listened no, no, to a couple. I, 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 no, Brian's Brian actually. He's like, he's like, he's got that stuff memorized better than me. So he is that he, right? He, yeah, yeah. I mean, that dude's a freaking savant when it comes to classic wrestling. He he can tell you anything about any territory, like specifics. It's uh, it's crazy. I mean, the, the amount of knowledge he's got in his head over that stuff. So yeah, I, I don't. I if I'm wrong, I just go okay. Yeah, I'll move on. Um, because he'll remember it. Like, and he'll look up like all the house show results ahead of time and whatnot. And um, you know, he'll he'll have all the all the facts laid down. And man, some of that stuff, you know, you got to remember too. The '82 Mid South, like the part we're at now in it. Man, I was I wasn't even seven years you know, I was just seven years old. So like how much can I actually recall from that? You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's right. it's 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 cloudy is the best way to describe it. Like I remember the big stuff, but like there's things I go, I don't even remember this, you know. So yeah. All right. Uh hot stuff Eddie Gilbert is out there. He defeats George South, a uh, longtime veteran George South that is. Um Doc I'm sorry, not Doc. Lance. God, I hated to insult you like that. My bad. Lance, anything from Hot Stuff uh, right there defeating George South? What do you think? Uh, don't you think Eddie Gilbert should have been maybe WWF as far as a manager? I mean, I know he's small for them, but right now he looks so slick, and we know he how you know what my kind of wrestling mind he has. Seems like they should have you know plucked him out. I mean, if they're going to use you know Johnny Polo later, you know, I, I just feel like Eddie should have been up there by now. He'd already done the territory stuff. He'd already done all that. So it was time for him to go up to New York, I kind of feel. I mean, I didn't feel that at the time. You know, I'm a Southern wrestling guy, and, you know, NWA was my group. But I still, I looking back now, I'm just surprised he didn't get up there and do something. I actually think he was so much better suited for down south. Yeah, I mean, I, I love him and stuff. I mean, I, he's, he's just fantastic. I love the UWF stuff and everything. It's just, you know, the, he's just so know. slick on the mic and stuff. He's a great chicken shit heel. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how he'd have done in yeah. WWF. That's I like mean, he might not look question. believable because he's so small. Right. But, he's yeah. a little dude, but you're right. He's got that annoying freaking promo, and just he's a he's like that little guy that's just like, God, man, you get on my nerves so bad, and just yeah. But even it's weird to see him cheer. He's, he's cheered right. here. It's so weird, you know. I almost think sometime in the studio, like when the the name guys like Gilbert here, who even though he's a heel, it's like whenever they put him in there with an enhancement talent, they they'll get cheers even though they're not because they're they're so much more of a star, I guess, than the the enhancement guy. And George South was a great guy, but I mean, you know, name wise, name recognition wise, like, you know, nobody would have said, "Oh yeah, that's George South." Nowadays we do because we look at him more fondly for what he did and contributed, but. All right, anything else, Hopper, from Gilbert there and George South? Nah. Let's go to Dusty Rhodes with his um, satin Adidas hat on. And, uh, Southern creature. Yeah. Jesus, Lord, here we go. Tell us how it is, man. Let's hear Dusty talk. He's going to respond to Baby Doll and Larry Zbysko. That's right, he is. The living legend. The American Dream United States heavyweight champion. The people's champion. Listen to him, Dusty. Well, David, I got a few things to talk about today on national TV throughout this country. Tomorrow evening at 2 o'clock, Charlotte, North Carolina, there's going to be dues to be paid. New York City, Nassau Coliseum, tomorrow night, dues going to be paid. Norfolk, Virginia, Magnum T.A. going to take care of J.J. Dillon, dues to be paid. Now then, let's get to the nuts and the boats. I have made peace. With only Anderson, years of destruction, years of pain, blues, and agony are between me and Ole Anderson. But when you walk in the Omni on the 28th, Rick Flair, Iron Anderson, Tully Blanchard, then for the first time, Dusty Rose, the American Dream, Ole Anderson, and yes, I rode the other night with the sensational total package, Lex Luger. A bond has been made. Through years, we have seen talented men walk in and out of the Omni. We have seen all champions. Everybody on the face of wrestling earth has been in the Omni in Atlanta. Two men have survived through it all. And when the good Lord gave out guts, he gave Ole Anderson his and a lot of other people. You know what I'm talking about? That church say amen, Dusty. The war that the husband started with Lex Luger started way before that. Because I laid in that same ring with a broken leg, broken ankle. And I watched him taught me, spit on me, and dragged me. And then in the Omni, this past Omni, Lex Luger laid in the ring in the same situation. And we dwelled on that. Now the dwelling's over. Now the talking's over. Now then, Lex Luger, Dusty Rhodes, and only Anderson now. Come to the Omni on the 28th. Don't miss it, baby. That's where the war is over. And now Kevin Sullivan, chooses this time to come for the American dream. Distinction, he says. Well, if distinction it is, the legend is still the bull of the woods. I am the United States heavyweight champion. So if you want Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, Mike Rotundo, Steiner, or Sullivan, the varsity club, if you will, make it easy on yourself. Because I'm ready for you. And now, Baby Doll once again brings out a confidential envelope 
confidential, she said, because in it is my life, she said. If I don't do anything right, she gonna show the rest of the world another side of the American dream. it feel to be right here because you know I want that United States Heavyweight Championship and if you don't hand it, hand it over to us, you're going to have to face the consequences. Oh, Lord of mercy, Lord of Lord of Lord of. Let me tell you something, baby doll. You might have forgot, baby doll, at one time I won you for 30 days and I believe that was 30 nights too. You know what I'm talking about, my <laughs> so you got an envelope full of dirt, trash, you bring it out, give it to him because there's a bisco. If you want the belt from me there, baby, then you're going to have to come take it and don't send a woman out here to do a man's job. He is the bull of the woods. The American Dream, Dustin Rose. We'll be back with more NWA. Oh, he just called Baby Doll a Jezebel which if you remember he called her that when he was with her he was like she might be a Jezebel but she my Jezebel uh <laughs> Harper, what do you have from that uh, what's that little uh, that little lip thing he does right after he says that I wonder what uh, that was about uh, I don't know <laughs> it had to mean something I guess yeah Send it to Hopper when you figure out what it means. <laughs> He'll tell me. Send it to Lance. <laughs> Send it to Lance. There I missed go. it. I'm going to go back and watch it. Right. Well, yeah, I, it's, I it's, missed it's, it. It's, it's like the 40-40 mark. Okay. Or something. It's like right after he says the whole 30, to 30 days thing. So we're watching it. No, it was before that. Okay, hold on. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me go back a little bit. Okay, hold on. Let me turn it up. Here we go. Hand it over to us. You're going to have to face the consequences. Oh, Lord of mercy, Lord of Lord of Lord of Let me tell you something, baby doll. You might have forgot, baby doll, at one time I won you for 30 days, and I believe that was 30 right. nights, too. You know what I'm talking about, mama? Right there. <laughs> I don't know how to... So you got an envelope full of dirt, <laughs> trash... You bring it out, give it to him because there's a bisco. If you want the belt from me there, baby, then you're going to have to come take it and don't send a woman out here to do a man's job. Okay, I don't know what that is. <laughs> just he did with his bottom lip. I just think that might, yeah, that might be his technique to, you know, when he... Eat at the wine. Uh, yeah, when he's, um, <laughs> as, my, as, my, as my buddy used to say, uh... It might be his technique when he's muff diving. That ice. <laughs> My buddy used to call it that, muff diving. Muff diving. Uh, yeah, that's what he called it. I, it's don't his ask buddy. Me. My pot, yeah. A, a Mike's guy, always uh, innocent. It's always somebody. <laughs> nah, nah. I'll tell you when I'm guilty, but buddy of mine, yeah, he, he, he says muff diving. So I, maybe that's his technique. Like Lance said, but it's some kind of like thing he kept doing at the bottom of his bottom lip. Tongue gets tired. <laughs> I love I love how he said, "I had you for thirty days and thirty nights." He emphasized the nights. Good lord. Okay, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, what do you have from that, Lance? Oh no, man! Keep on rolling. <laughs> I think that's said it all. <laughs> Lance don't want to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from the controversy. Say it. Say it. 
Don't let the white meat baby face fool you. Lance is posting all kind of nasty shit on the Facebook group these days. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. He's staying clean. <laughs> I've just missed. I've had electricity out a few days. I didn't get to do anything fun on there, but uh, man, uh, I somebody. See that. I see that. That was somebody just posted a Snickers bar thing on there. Pretty funny. There's some bad people on there. I appreciate all of you. (laughs) That's nice. We've been getting in trouble, man. There's been two notifications, or actually more than two. What am I saying about the about posts being reported, man? And I like going up against Facebook standards, so I had to turn on um approval so that I could like filter things. And even even then, man, uh, there were a few things reported, so. So someone's like report y'all like no saying, I don't I, I, I don't find this think, vulgar I don't think that I like somebody well, told me that but <laughs> right it is vulgar but like I don't really think that's what's happening I don't think people are someone's reporting it I think I think like like people are sharing things from other places and I think maybe because oh, they shared it, it yeah they're, yeah that's... they're like um. So like that, whatever they shared was reported elsewhere, and Facebook found oh. it. I I'm not 100 percent sure, but I don't think it's people in the group reporting it because that generally hasn't been a problem. And and from what I've been hearing from people, that's happening a lot across Facebook, not just in in our group. Which I can't lie, the group is filthy. Some of y'all some dirty bastards. I ain't judging you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. No, no, I, I'm not complaining. But we got some we got some dirty bastards in our group. It is what it is. But you know, we're the unprofessional wrestling podcast, so I'm not judging you. I think it's. I think most of the stuff is funny. There's a few things that are, you know, I'm like, eh, that's kind of. You know, <laughs> I think for me, when you start making fun of like kids and when you start making fun of, you know, people, certain people, like you know, handicap, it gets a little. When it gets mean. I just think, like, I don't know, man. Like to me, like kids and and making fun of people with handicaps is yeah, kinda like for real. And that stuff's a little touchy, you know, it, so not just a little touchy, but I wouldn't, let me say this. I, that's not my cup of tea when I'm having fun. Yeah, but, my dad used to always tell me, you don't make fun of people like that because they can't control the situation they're in. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, you don't make now, fun of people like that. Now there was a couple of people posted the meme of the, the T-Rex and then the guy with the little arms. And yeah. Like the dude captioned it, he was like, I, "I came to visit my dad today or something." So like, I can see in a situation like that where a guy with a handicap like that is making fun of himself, because like some people are like that. But like, I, I just I'm not for making fun of certain kids and handy and handicaps, you know. And I don't make fun of people with cancers and things like that, terminal illnesses. I you know I hate I'm not trying to be moral. I'm just certain things. I, I'm just like, eh, you got to kind of stay away from it. But. We're the unprofessional group for a reason. So post or where the guy squats down in front of the toilet and takes a shit and it bounces up in the bowl. Man, that thing, every time I turned it on for like a week, <laughs> that damn meme came up. <laughs> it was like, can we get past this fucking shit? <laughs> there is some foulness in the group, I will say that. But uh, I'm not judging anyone in there. I'm not judging anyone in the group. I appreciate your your memes and your efforts. Uh, It's great. But I will say uh, you really have to be careful with sharing memes these days because, man, Facebook is on the prowl to shut people down and groups down. And I'll leave it at that as we keep moving because we saw Larry Zabisco defeat Trent Knight 
And then after that, we have the Warlord, Ivan, and Paul Jones come out and cut a promo. I'm not going to play it. They are the new World Six-Man Champs. As you can see, if you're watching on Patreon, they got the belts out there. Uh, Nice-looking belts of six-man titles were better than that trophy. Fucking uh, Paul Yeah, Jones. for real. If you go to 4620 where Jones loses, what the hell he's saying? Freaking nut. Well, he does it all the time. That's yeah, that's can he? Do. <laughs> How can he be main eventer and then be this? I just it doesn't make any sense. And that's his home right there, Atlanta. Well, I mean, that's where no, he was the star. If you talk to people that watched him as a wrestler, like <sighs> we we didn't we didn't have that. Like he was number one Paul Jones and he was freaking fantastic. The and man, I gotta say, yeah, it's just insane. It's just I gotta insane. say, he does go like crazy on his promos and he'll like not really cut great ones, but that nineteen eighty six run that he had with Paul Jones's army. I still think that was fabulous. So Chaska and and all of yeah. the cast of characters, I thought that was great. So I can't, I don't, I don't dislike Paul Jones. I, I think with certain groups he's not that great. Or you know when he was managing Manny and Rude, he was good too. But I don't know, Hopper. What do you think? Yeah, that was his best time when when he had uh, Shasta and he had uh, what's his name. Uh, Baron he had Baron and Shaska and um, uh, yeah. The Island of Mr. Yeah. Toys is what I call right. it. Right. It, it, it was crazy seeing a, a fucking Nazi and a black guy Jesus. And it, uh, tagging up together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about him having Baron, yeah. Yeah. But that was good. Him With him with Manny and Rude, that was pretty wild. But I always thought Rude was, you know, on for bigger and better things and stuff when he was standing behind him, kind of listening to uh, Jones. And I thought, man. He's just standing back there when he should be on the mic because Rude's pretty good at talking, obviously. Um, I was going to say, you know, they keep pushing how the, you know, they put the uh, Road Warriors out. The tag where they won the six man was on the, the Saturday night before this Monday filming and uh, Ellering sub for Animal who's hurt and stuff. So that's, uh, that's who they beat for the title. That's right. That's right because Animal's still out with the injured eye socket. The orbital right. injury right. that he's got from the, um, from the bench press competition when the bench, uh, you know, fell. Harper, you know, what's funny. Someone, God, I hate, I don't, I hate this. Cause I can never remember who says it or sent it to me on Twitter or Facebook, but, um, imagine, remember when we watched it and you made a comment, how the weights fell and you were like, good yeah. God, man, I don't know how much we emphasized how close that was to landing on Hawk. Yeah. Cause he was right there, man. That would have been devastating. Holy shit! All that weight dropping. Mm-hmm. Could have been right. fucked up. Yeah, man. It was it was close when it when it dropped. But all right, we'll keep going. Is there nothing we... more shocking than when you hear Ivan talk for the first time in you know in real life, like a shoot interview, and he talks with his real voice, and he's totally different. <laughs> it's just a shock to the system. See, it is. And Ivan, to me, is one of the underrated promos of Jim Crockett promotions in, like, 85, 86. Before yeah. Magnum gets injured, he was phenomenal with his promos. Just Great. really good stuff. Um, Lance, anything else from the promo, though, before I keep going? No, that's all. The Powers of Pain and Ivan are in the ring right now, and they defeat the team of Mike Jackson, Steve Atkinson, and the Red Raider. Um... I think the Red Raider last week got some serious chin nuts from Ron Garvin, if I remember yeah. correctly. They got the uh, three thinnest guys in the studio to go against the biggest guys. Man. Yep. <laughs> Mike Jackson, if you haven't heard, he is still out on the indies. He is in great shape and still working and looking phenomenal. Uh, I think he uh, 
but he he is he is looking real good these days but anyway i don't have anything from this obviously the powers of pain when uh, ivan koloff they they retained their titles lance you got anything from it oh that's it all right so let me uh hopper you got anything from it while i go to the next promo no. uh-uh. all right all right so we're gonna go to the next promo we got jj Dillon out there with rick flair let's see what they got to say All right, the franchise, the leader of the horsemen, Ric Flair, J.J. Dillon, come out in all their glory. Please put a camera on what's really causing all this. You're tired of seeing bare bodies, wrestling boots, and sweat? Then take a look at the real side. Custom made, custom made. And as Mr. Crockett said himself, the franchise. Take it away, JJ. You know, I just was admiring the Chi-Town Heat Star Cable brings back some great, great memories of when you captured the world's heavyweight title for an unprecedented fifth occasion. And I know we've got this thing walking around here and now, and he's perfected this, this scorpion deathlock. And apparently, uh, I'm going to be the first to admit we've been in the gym trying to design some type of a, a defense for it or a skateboard. And, uh, Okay, he's come up with a pretty unique hold that up to this point we have not been able to devise a defense for or devise an escape for. But just like Starcade 87, when the world said that the Nature Boy had his back against the wall, he was done, his career was over for an unprecedented fifth time once again, world heavyweight champion Sting will have your number before it's over. Before I say another word, a picture's worth a thousand words. Come here, David Crockett. Put the camera on the man that the women of this world love to hate because there's not enough of them to go around. Now, you're telling me that I should actually be intimidated by a punk kid that took a cheap shot at me? Put that camera, fail the picture with me walking over to the referee to lend a hand, Sting hit me from behind and putting his hold on illegally. Now Sting, God bless you my friend, wake up to the real things in life. There's Ric Flair, there's the Los Angeles Lakers, there's Sting, Dusty Rhodes, Lex Luger, Barry Windham, Ole Anderson, and the Boston Celtics. You know what I'm telling you? There's only room in the world of sports to be number one. And speaking of Dusty Rhodes, you, my friend, in the Omni last Sunday night on Valentine's Day stuck your nose in a very, very touchy predicament. The dirtiest player in the game, the man that has written the rule book on how to play the game. We lose the draw was this far from taking the total package out of the picture altogether. This far, I was in the cage with the door locked. It was blood, it was sweat, it was intensity, and it was 17,000 people in the Omni tuned in. Dusty Rhodes, you stick your nose in one more time. So pal, this time in the Omni, it's the horseman, 
all four of us against Ole Anderson, Luger, and Dusty Rhodes. Let me tell you something, Big Dusty. On the way down the aisle that night, here in Atlanta, Georgia, on the way down the aisle that night, please tell Luger what it was like laying in that hospital. Tell Luger what it's like, because he has no idea to have that surgeon at 3 o'clock in the morning take that needle and put it through your head as he pulls the stitches while a nurse takes that syringe of Novocaine and deadens the scars. You see this? You see this? This is blood. I paid the price. I know what it's like. And in the army, you better smart up looking. It'll be your turn to bleed. Understand? Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the ring for the World Tag Team Champion. I want to get out of here. Okay, Lance, what do you have from Rick Flair right there making himself bleed? <laughs> it's insane. You know, I mean, it's it's perfect timing. He's got all the scar tissue and, you know, the blood. It's He's barely holding back the blood when he comes out probably with that hat. He might have, I don't know, Vaseline or something. He's barely got it. But, man, that is over the top, even for them. Uh, I mean, to do that. I've seen him come out. You know, he's always trying to look... You know, all high profiles, his glasses and all that styling. But, man, to uh, do that with the forehead, that was pretty wild for 1988 to do that right at the desk. You know, in a match, that's different. But right there, God, freaking grief. And, oh. and also, he's not selling that knee, you know, from the from the clip. He should have been, you know, selling it a little that he's, you know, having a little trouble from, uh, from the Scorpion. Yeah, good point, good point about the knee and not selling it. Uh, Hopper, you got anything for Flair there bleeding? That was badass, huh? <laughs> um, you know, there's like a, I think, and I don't remember the story. I think TBS got in trouble for that. Did they? No. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. You know, Dust, Dustin story. got in trouble later, but not right. you know at, at this time. I don't know about that. But that I, is I you think... know whenever that clash was with you know it was uh, Dustin and Big Bully in the back of that eighteen wheeler. Mike Graham was the agent, and they fired. A, is that when Dusty got fired and Mike Graham? You know, they fired several of them. But they, I remember they I fired Dustin for that. For that, that was that was the pay per view, like in the night. Yeah, I remember that. Man, I'm talking, that was so fucking bad. Yeah, they <laughs> were fighting horrible. in that trailer. Oh my lord! <laughs> Imagine we keep going, Hopper, and we get to that pay per view and got to review it. Oh God! I remember watching that. I guess it was when I first got the network. I was going through some stuff. I was like, what's this? Oh, yeah, I'll watch this. And I was like, the fuck is this? They're <laughs> fighting on a fucking truck like it's the A-team or something. WCW, man. <laughs> they hang monkeys. Monkeys commit suicide. <laughs> bears piss on entrance ramps. <laughs> and they fight in the back of a trailer with hay. Hey, don't forget <laughs> RoboCop. Well... <laughs> What was the one where Abdullah got execu- uh, executed or electrocuted? Yeah. <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. You gotta watch. You gotta go watch that if you if you're listening. You don't know what that. I'm talking about. I can't remember the year it was, but the fucking he starts acting like he's getting electrocuted, in the in the in the, in the, the switch doesn't even flip right or something or it's broken. It's it's a cluster. It's it's a cluster muck as Steve Austin would always say on his clean show. But yeah, man. Now I I think there was some blowback with because of Flair bleeding right there. I I may be getting the story yes, messed up, but 
I think so. I, I might be wrong. Somebody out there. Will it, tell us, but... it was 95 when it, that whole blacktop bully thing was. God, it was so 95. Long... I didn't realize it was that. I didn't realize it was that far away from this. Yeah, I know. That's pretty freaking wild. Because he, he yeah. goes WWF and comes back and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. We got Arn and Tully. They defeat Tony, Suber, and Larry Stevens. Nothing much from that. Harper, did you have anything from it? No. Look at that. Yeah, he, they, they, they're out there manhandling these guys. I mean, there's nothing to it. Lance, anything from you on it? They do push uh, that Magnum's you know, going to be around, coming back to help you know, be there. He's going to be the uh, equalizing force is magnum and stuff so you know five dollar tickets for leopard deck bringing magnum back you know they're trying okay do what you got to do try to keep the people in the building all right let's keep going we got ron simmons out here cutting a promo and um i'm playing it for one reason and one reason alone mm-hmm. and you'll you'll know why in a second mm-hmm. it is. american a man when he's in that wrestling ring, wrestling ring is very intense I watched you in there. You enjoy that ring. You enjoy in- inflicting that punishment on a wrestler. Well, it's, it's not necessarily that I enjoy doing it. That's what I took upon myself to get involved in, and that's what I've always done, is do the best that I can possibly be at anything I do. And that since I've been involved in this sport, I've come a long way. I've won some matches and I've lost some, but I've had some good guidance along the way. With such people like Dusty Rhodes, Barry Windham, made a lot of good friends such as Sting, and I'm very proud of you, brother, for sitting your sights high and going after what you believe in, and that's the world title. And I believe in my heart that you can take that title from Ric Flair. But on the other hand, taking nothing away from you, Ric Flair, you're probably the best champion that this sport has ever known. But if you should by chance look up and retain that title, I toss my head into the ring. I want a chance at it also. Let me explain something to you, boy. Big Flair don't lock up and retain nothing. Let me convey something. What you are and what Sting is are a couple of pumped up underachievers. You don't classify yourself with myself, Tully Blanchard, Dylan, or the world champion. Do you understand? You don't come on national television and mention us unless it's in a nice light. Do you understand, boy? Well, let's get something straight before this goes any further. I'm not your boy or anybody else's. And for that matter, you don't come out here interfering in my airtime and my interview. Now, this is another thing for you to bear in mind. The next time you come walking out here in my airtime, at my interview, you pack a shotgun because you're going to just wind up using it, brother. <laughs> hey, Iron, he told you. Fans, we got more action right after this. <laughs> Fuck <Okay>. you, David. Is <laughs> <laughs> off the chain. Um, hold uh, on. Let me hold, Give me one second. Let me stop this uh, part one of our Patreon video, and then I'm going to restart it in a second. Uh, give me a second, guys. All right. Uh, okay, we're 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 um back with um, it'll be seamless if you just listen to the audio. But on Patreon, this is part two of the video. Uh, holy crap! Do I need to replay Crockett right there at the end? Like please, laughing, please. like what Hit the, the insanity, fuck, dude? Let's see, here it is. In my airtime, in my interview, look at him like a shotgun because you gonna just wind up face. using it, brother. <laughs> hey, Iron, he told you, fans, we got more action right after this. I like that one. <laughs> Fuck. He's like, like the little it. dog. He's like the little dog hangs out with the big dog. What are we gonna do? Spike? Yeah, Spike. You know, he's <laughs> he's all happy because just I like his enthusiasm usually, but that pissed me off. That's just, you know, not right to uh, show up the you know, 
it could have stood alone without that. He did that to Cornette kind of a, like a week or two ago when like yeah. he's laughing at Cornette when Cornette was like being serious. It makes me wonder, like, I wonder if like Cornette or any of the heels were ever like, dude, why are you laughing? We're out there being serious. Why do you think this is funny? They probably didn't tell him anything because I mean, right. you know, he's a crockett, but they had to think it. I mean, you he's need to write that down because right I mean, you'll talk to Cornette. You'll talk to Cornette within the next year. You should write that question down because that's pretty weird you know how much you know i i mean what were they gonna do he was you know part of the ownership family i don't know if he was black sheep or what you know but he's uh you know he's there on camera and stuff send, so. it, send it into the drive through somebody and care because i mean I, I i don't know the next time i'll talk to Cornette, but um send it into the we'll make it soon like, why not yeah call it's like right uh, now fuck horny drive through at gmail.com or something like that i'd have to look it up patrons but, uh, deserve it all yeah that doesn't mean I have a I have him on speed dial. Jesus Lord. I mean, call up Brian Lass. I mean, what's he doing? Well, I mean, I could I can ask him when I talk to him this week, but I mean, he might not know. But uh, for no, seriously, man, if you submit it, it will it'll it'll get asked on a drive through. Trust me on that one. But anyway, um, I just find it funny because he's always laughing, and right there, man, he's mm-hmm. laughing at Arn. He's like, uh huh, Arn, mother, oh, what you gonna do yeah. now, Arn? <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, and he fucking looks at Arn. He's like, I like that one. Right. <laughs> good God. All right, uh, Hubbard. Anything else from that? It was good. He's you know he's 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 nobody's boy. Boy. You know what's funny? You the thing is, like Ron Simmons is a good enough promo right there, and he looks like enough of a badass that when he, like normally when the horsemen come out and call somebody out like that. You don't you don't believe the face could battle him, but you look at Ron and you're like, man, they better leave yeah. him alone. It's almost like he. It's almost like Orange should have came out with fucking Tully. Yeah, why are you trying to pick on this dude? Right. Look at him, he's a badass man. I mean, he's jacked, powerful. Ah, I agree with you. Was that you, Harper, that said a couple weeks ago? Or was it somebody in Facebook or Twitter who told me? Can you imagine Ron Simmons as a horseman back then? Oh, uh, that wasn't me, but that would have been perfect. Man, that, that would have really shaken things up, huh? Can, That's well, cool. can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, talk about having some muscle in the horseman. Holy yeah. crap. That, it would have been impressive. It really would have. Okay. Uh, Lance, you got anything else from Simmons? I just want to say, I, it got me interested because I'll be following along, you know, on y'all's shows because I want to watch him as he finds his voice because he's still a little soft-spoken here and we know, you know, he's going to find his voice more and more by the time he gets the title and things like that. So that's, you know, that's what I'm going to watch for. I do remember him being a little bigger. I think he's going to put on some more meat in the next year or a couple of years. I, I just remember him being so much bigger at this point. But uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be watching a lot. Tell you what, man. Because I like a, him. I've always liked him. I I liked him and uh, beating Vader and everything. I shit from day one. I liked him. Yeah, Ron was a big dude, man, and uh, he from the from the start. He meant it looked like he meant business. We got next up. We got Barry Windham and Lex Luger. They defeat uh, Barry Collie and Cougar J. So they're out there tagging together. I don't have anything from it. No, Lance, no. you. You know, during that, Jr. says, oh, I can't believe Dusty and Oli, you know, kind of coexisting. And that's exactly what I, I, I wanted to say is in Dusty's 30-year career or whatever, I mean, Oli's probably in the, you know, in the top five of his rivals. Maybe, maybe number five, but 
it's just amazing that you know they're together. They have such a history of you know Oli fucking over Dusty and stuff in the cage, and then Dusty you know getting his partners to come after Oli and stuff. And now they're they're tagging. So you know, a little wrestling nerd like me is like, oh man, how can they tag? <laughs> Well, just hold on. Just hold on. <laughs> Keep on. Uh, yeah. How can they tag? Let's see how that happens. Uh, oh, look. After that, we get the Spam Slam of the week, and it is uh, Doc's favorite wrestler, the Stinger, uh, with the Spam Slam of the week. So there you go. The Spam Slam oh, goes to the Stinger. Speaking of Spam, I just saw someone put on the Facebook page they're making uh, Spam's uh, making a vegan Spam. I saw that. Chris Meyer, BTT Hall of Fame yes. member. That. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, that, That's uh, what, dude. What the <laughs> fuck you think? that? First of all, what's in it? I guess it's just tofu. And imagine, God, that's got to taste like shit. <laughs> because just think of like spam, what it's supposed to taste like it's supposed to be. And this is the fake one. Like this ain't even meat because it because spam is the lowest quality of meat that could be consumed by fucking people, right? I mean, let's be honest. Don't think lower. It's fucking dog food. And so, what the <laughs> fuck is in it that's fucking lower than that to where it's I I, I don't fuck that dude. What the fuck is in vegan spam? That's got to be disgusting. I don't eat regular spam, so I sure ain't eating vegan spam. For, that's what I'm saying. I guess it's for people. Okay, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm ignorant here. I guess vegan spam is, and I think Chris, I think Chris is a vegan. That's probably why he posted it. Ugh, Chris, you God. Chris can answer this. I guess vegan spam is for for vegans who actually like the taste oh, of trash. spam. No, that ain't it, bro. Vegans are fu- they're not eating spam of any kind of spam. What? Well, well, I mean, if you're a vegan, you're not in a trailer park with the Dale Earnhardt fucking uh, a, a dinner plate <laughs> collection on the fucking wall, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Say that again, Oliver. What? <laughs> Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, the fucking... <laughs> fucking you know what I'm talking about. They used to have those fucking... Uh, the fucking NASCAR uh, Legends collection <laughs> plates and shit like that. Uh, Daryl Waltrip and... Uh, what's the... Uh, Richard Petty and shit. I know exactly what you mean. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not a spam eater, so I can't answer that question. But if anybody out there is, is vegan and, and likes the taste of spam from years ago and is interested uh, in vegan spam, I, I, I'm curious. Um, just put it into your browser. I'm looking at it right now and what everybody's all these recipes with vegan spam. I don't uh, see? Wanna, see? If you, it's for vegetarians who miss the, it said that for vegetarians who miss the flavor of spam. I told, that's what I said. Isn't that what uh-huh. I said? That's exactly right. That's see? what he said there right there. <laughs> hey, look, Harper, you got to figure spam is a, like a big company, right? The, the, the people who make spam. So they, they got a huge market share already. So 
why not? They have the money, they have the funds, so let's cater to, let's make some money off of the vegan people who want spam. Yes. <laughs> I know uh, Andrew Mayu, he's a big fucking uh, vegan, and I messaged him. I'm curious to, to see if he's going to buy it. Let us know if he responds before the end of this episode. Yeah. I'm generally curious. All right. So Barry Wyndham and Lex cut a promo and Harper, I don't know if you paid attention, but Lex started sweating more again during the promo. <laughs> yeah. It's becoming a habit. You know what I Did think you... it might be is that it, I, I think it might be nerves. It's got to be. Because before he, he had uh, JJ and, you know, he was a horseman. It was a group effort. And he's out there by himself. So I think it might be nerves. It's got to be. Last week I really was think that's tremendous. a hell of a point. Yeah, yeah. I really think you're right. I mean, he's out there on his own. Yeah. That's that probably sense. it. Because la- the, the, when we did the February 13th episode, I mean, we're recording this now. It technically hasn't aired yet um, as the time of us recording this. But he started off almost bone dry. And by the end, it was like somebody turned on a, a faucet or a fire hose and just started spraying him with it. And he was he was soaked. So it's probably nerves. Uh, and ap- you- apology, uh, real quick, apologies to uh, Doc, but I'm going to bring up Sting. You know, neither Sting or Lex grew up wrestling fans at all. But, you know, Sting is out there having a good time and looks so relaxed. And here, you know, Lex has been in great matches and all that. That's not a problem. But, man, those interviews, yeah, he looks like he's, uh, you know, nervous about giving them. Yeah, it is, his babyface interviews, uh, I don't know. They usually don't do it for me. Yeah. But. All right, so we keep going. Um, if you're on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and watching the video version of this, there is a segment right now playing that uh, Jim Ross throws it to a video package on Paul Bosch, and it's an interview with Paul Bosch. Uh, Bosch has been named to the NWA Board of Directors. I don't really have anything else from it, but uh, the uh, old Houston promoter, Paul Bosch, that is, added the uh, name to the NWA Board of Directors. I don't have anything from it. Uh, Lance, did you? No, and I don't know what how much that means at this time, uh, yeah. or what that means to anybody. Yeah. I mean, it means a lot to me. I mean, man, and I just want to throw in: if you go to YouTube and watch some of these Houston tapes, uh, wow, it's pretty good. I mean, that NWA on demand. I wish that all that stuff would move to a WWF network or E network, whatever, uh, because they've got some really good stuff from uh, from times that you don't get. I mean, other territories at that time, you know, you don't see the tapes. They they re you know. Or, uh, re-recorded over them compared to this um, that they have all that Houston and it's so many different territories coming in different guys from everywhere on those Houston tapes I really hope that moves over I, I almost don't want them to own it though yeah they're gonna fuck it up man <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, at least we get the matches that's all I can say I mean I can never convince anybody of how great world class the, the music was what a big part of it was because you know most nobody's ever gonna see it and stuff Uh but that music was so big. But yeah, I mean, at least we get the matches and stuff. I can't there, complain. There, there's a downside to them owning it. Because I'm telling you, when they get when they finally load Smoky Mountain up there, there's going to be so much stuff that's not going to be. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I yeah. guarantee you they're going to censor Robert Fuller saying he, he ain't going to do the Von Eric thing. <laughs> They they ain't gonna play that Hopper. They they gonna cut that yeah. out. I mean, I I just feel like there's so much stuff they're gonna they're not. Gonna I mean, put just on the there. I mean, just the entrance music alone. 
Right. The entrance music, there's they got to clip all that. Um, you know, Sullivan freaking slicing open Connie Moore's arm. Well, right. Connie Moore bladed himself ahead. But I don't know. It's, I just wonder, like, once they load all that stuff, like, what, what it's going to look like on a network. Because I, I just feel <laughs> like it's going to be so much different. But You can yeah. be like the, the hardcore Von Eric fans who I argue with. I'm like, I, that's why I always put on Twitter. And you'll see it about once every six months. I'm like, how can I complain about the network? And they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And they say, oh, it's a, it's. I say, well, they don't want to edit the music off. Why would they want to go to all that trouble? And they say that they, they want to do that because they don't want it to look better than a WWF or WWE. Why do I keep saying that? But anyways, that's the that's the hardcore mentality of those people. It's like they want to make it look worse. <laughs> Lance, you better stop trolling them old Von Eric fans, man. They're going to get you one They're day. not listening to this bullshit. <laughs> They're not listening to our little fraternity party here. They are not doing right. it here. That's They're nice. hundred years old, and they Classy. and stuff. I'm nice to them on Twitter and respectable. I but, know, I know. You know, yeah, I'm way too respectable. That's why I enjoy the Facebook page with y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they're not in there. They're Where I get to meet my dirty self, you know. I, I mean, shit. They don't even, you know, pictures of Missy and Sunshine in the mud match from Texas Stadium. Man, you don't. I don't get any favorites on that shit <laughs> at all. They they've never been happy about that. <laughs> That's their problem, not ours. Let's keep going. Uh, we got a couple of more promos and matches, and then we'll be, get out of here and we'll rate this thing. Uh, hey, I want to remind everyone, though, make sure you are using our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis without spending anything extra. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it. Each and every time they shop on Amazon. I mean, even if it's gift cards, whatever, go to Amazon. If you're not a Prime member and you want to become a Prime member, you can use that link and we get support when you choose Prime. So there you go. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. We'll keep going. A couple more promos. Right now, we got JJ, Arn, and Tully going out, coming out here. Let's hear what they got to say. JJ, it looks like that, you know, if Barry and... Lex Luger don't get your man. In the Omni on the 28th, Dusty Rhodes, The Rock, Ole Anderson, right? And Lex Luger gets it. You know, I've been sitting back and I, I've been listening to some of the, the, the great news where Dusty Rhodes talked about the feelings that he has walking down the aisle the first time ever in his life, side by side with The Rock, Ole Anderson. I hear the inspirational words of Lex Luger standing out here, always glancing at one side for Barry Windham, always looking to the other side for a sting or someone to stand there and support him. But I'd like to give all three of you that are going to be in the Omni next Sunday night just a little food for thought and come in here because what I have to say is for you. It wasn't six months ago, Lex Luger, that we sat in the snuggery in Chicago on Division Street, and up on the big screen we listened from our private video and we witnessed a scene in a parking lot in Charlotte, North Carolina, when the horseman hogtied the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, because that's the only kind of justice that he understands. We hogtied him to make an example of him. And when we took and cracked his hand, Lex Luger, it was you that laughed louder than anyone else. And are you going to tell me that inside you were feeling some other emotion? And I was there at the scene. I was there when it happened. And it was you, Holy Anderson, that welded the bat, that cracked the knuckles in the hand of the so-called legend Dusty Rhodes. 
and I witness personally the gleam in your eye. And you're going to tell me in the dressing room, in the Omni next Sunday, when you sit there all in a circle, looking at each other, lacing your boots up, boy, if I was a betting man, I bet you could hear a pin drop in the place. You know, you know, J.J., that was that was put so eloquently. But you know, you think about the last time in the Omni, they're going to get Tully and Art and put them in a cage, and we're going to take their face, and we're going to grind it up, and we're going to beat them up, and we're going to end their careers. But oh no, it was Lex Luger that was carried out. It was Ole Anderson that got the Gordon Buster and was left laying. And it was the horseman that walked down the aisle, not carried down the aisle, or run down the aisle with your tail between your legs. Now gentlemen, if you think Dusty Rhodes is gonna make that much difference, our names are already on the contracts and we'll be there an extra hour early just to get loose. They tell me Magnum T.A. is going to be there, and I've got one little message for him. Magnum, don't mess with me. Not in the mood that I'm in. David Crockett, the 15,000 people that filled up that Omni last time came from two or 300 miles around to think they were going to get satisfied. They sat there and they chewed their nails into the quick thinking they were finally because only said so because Luger said so that they were going to take our head and shove it through that cage just like mush but we threw him a curveball because when it was all said and done Dusty Rhodes as you looked out in that hallway and you saw the horrification going down a flashback a video of time went through your mind because you at one time Rhodes were in that precarious position now only I'm sure you left home. Luger, they carried you home. And when the people of that Omni went to their cars scratching their heads, they wondered one thing. Could any combination possibly manifest itself to finally shut up the horsemen? So they went and they got the big daddy of them all, Dusty Rhodes. Nobody knows more about the horsemen than you. Ole Anderson, they said you're long on guts. You are long on guts. And Luger, you're the rising star. But as you stand out here and you tell Ric Flair and you tell us that we didn't get the job done, just keep in mind that you got a big rock and you want to chip that rock down to size, you start picking at the bottom and you work your way up and pretty soon what you have is just a pile of stones. What I'm trying to say to you figuratively is we're in this thing for the money and the people are in it for the gore. If you're there to satisfy them, just forget about it because we're your opponents and my friend, we're the baddest of them all. They say the horsemen rule wrestling on the 28th and now. I had to play the whole thing to get to Arn at the end saying, we're in this thing for the money and the people are there for the gore. If you're there to satisfy them, you're you're just wrong. Basically, Arn saying, we're bad. We're there for the money. You can try to satisfy them with the gore, but we're here to win money. So I don't know. I, that, was the, that was the meat of it all. He didn't get to it until like the last 20 seconds of it. Harper, did you have anything from it? Yeah, that was great, huh? I Man. don't know who was better, J, uh, JJ or, or, or fucking... Or, Arn Anderson. Oh, I got to give it to Arn. That, uh, yeah. I love the Arn right there. Uh, Lance, Who, what did you have from it? I don't know. Who's older, Ole or JJ? Probably Ole, huh? Doc has do you, done this a million times, and I can't remember. Who do you think, Mike? It. I ain't taking a guess. Take a guess. It's 50-50. <laughs> Ole or? JJ. Uh, JJ is older. June versus September of 42. Yeah. And then Dusty's 45, so yeah. 
There you, there go. you go. Okay. I was, I was like, I thought I was right, but I was like, eh. All right. Um, let's keep going. We got Ricky Santana. He defeats Keith Steinborn. And then we have the Jive Tones who defeat Alan Martin and Bob Riddle. Uh, either one of you have anything from that, Lance? No, no. All right. No. How about you? Not uh-huh. really. All right. I, I got to play the Jive Tones, y'all. Yeah. They, let's the see. Closing, the closing promo <laughs> is the Jive Tones. And it's just, I'm, I'm trying to get to it. Give me one second. Who's that All in the right. corner? Which one was that in the corner? <laughs> that job? Oh, I don't know. It was, it was, I think it may have been Riddle. I don't, I'm not sure. I didn't say. Oh yeah. But, yeah, Riddle. But let's, let's listen to, to Shaska. He's out here right now. Hear what he's got to say. I'm David Crockett. We ain't got no top hats on today. You know why? I don't want them out there. You know why? Because I'm here to tell you. Everybody knows about the great Crockett Cup coming up. And let me tell you another thing. Everybody knows about all the great wrestling teams that want to be there. Well, I'm going to tell you what. You looking at two badins right here that's going to be there. I'm getting ready. You talking about the job, Tones. I know, huh? You ain't saying much about us, but I want you to know that we intend on being there. That's the road. You get you a partner, because everybody, I mean everybody in the NWA is hunting you, knocking out a legend, the son of a plumber. And let me tell you another thing. Road Warriors, Road Warrior Animal, a man stronger than Superman, laid up in the hospital because he found out Paul Jones had monsters that would bite the head off a river rat and spit out the eyeballs without a blink. Well, let me tell you something else. You got some people like me and this man right here, Tiger Conway, that can take care of business also. And I do mean take care of business. Ron Simmons, get you a partner. I believe you got a little gal in you. Hey, let me tell you something. I already told you, the tag team, we can't tell you where the cup going to be, but we coming. Bye-bye. Okay, I had to play it because of Shasker calling Ron Simmons. Like, you got a little gal in you. That's nice. Ooh, right. What are you trying to say? <laughs> uh, you be the judge of that, Harper. He's got a little gal in him. Wow. Like he's, a, like he's gay? I I guess. It just That's was, nice. That's classy, right? Hit it with him, Harper. That's real, that's real classy. Yeah, man. I expect that more from a, uh, uh, what did, a, a Tennessee Chattanooga graduate. Okay. <laughs> Lance, you got anything from the Jive Tones? No, keep going. All right. Well, that is actually the last promo. Yeah. I go off air at that point. So uh, we are going to hand out some Rolexes and some grades right now. Uh, before we do so, I've said it a couple times, but become a patron at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Get access to the world-class shows that Lance and I do. Get access to the Crockett pay-per-views in 1988, along with a host of other shows that are up on the $5 tier as well. Either either tiers you choose, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, whatever floats your boat, whatever you can afford, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. So thank you very much. All right. I am going to give my Rolex. I want to go first. I'm going to give it to Ron Simmons. Because he told Arn Anderson, hit the road, Jack. Don't come out here playing around with me. And um, David Crockett is uh, laughing, didn't make it good. But uh, I'm giving mine to Ron. Lance, who are you going to give your Rolex to? Uh, Flair with that blood. That was that was pretty wild. 
Yeah. Uh, Harper, who are you giving your Rolex to? Man, man it, this was hard. I'm going to give it to uh, Arn Anderson. For that I line? Did. Yeah. That was a good line. Mm-hmm. It really was. Because he, would, cause he, he came out twice. Yeah. Yep. With Ron and then the other time. And Dusty was good, too. Yeah. All uh, right. Dusty. Dusty really JJ Rick. was good. You saw fucking Rick bust his head open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dusty with his uh, Azure 30 Days and 30 Nights 2 line. Yeah. Uh, a lot, like you said, a lot of good stuff to go around here. Um, with that said, I'm going to rate it. I'll go first. I'm going to give it an A. I thought it was overall yeah. a good episode. A nice little promo sprinkle throughout it. Hopper, what do you have? I'm going to give it an A as as well. I just think there's no cornet. Very true. I didn't even think about it. But Corny is not even out there with the midnight uh-huh. ripping it up. So uh, great point. Great point. Lance, who, who are you giving yeah. yours? Uh, what kind of rating are you giving it? I'll give it an A. I'll go with it. No, no road warriors. I always like them on there. Uh, but I, I did like the, you know, the, this whole thing they showing of uh, sting and flair. I thought that was pretty cool because you don't always get, you know, such good clips on this show and flair was great. I'm trying to think of anything else. I just, I enjoyed, Oh, the freshness of the varsity club. That's what I like. You know, they just, they really do it for me at the beginning of the show and you know, they, they're sure not overexposed. So, uh, I, you know, I was really into that. I I agree. Var, varsity Club, we've we've been enjoying them a lot. So, well, there you have it. Lots of good grades, some good promos, and Rolexes going out to a couple of different people, and we had a lot of fun as usual as we covered February the twentieth, nineteen eighty eight of NWA Saturday Night on TBS. Let me take care of some business before we get out of here. First off, I want to say go check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett as they do their thing every single Monday. They talk classic stuff, current stuff, and actually as of this airing, I think by the time this airs, I would have been a guest on their show. So go check it out. Uh, I'm not sure of the topic because we haven't recorded it yet, but go check it out. Again, it's a wrestling podcast about nothing. It drops uh, usually every single Monday. Again, they do classic and current stuff. So go check them out and enjoy them. And then check out our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the Northern side of pro wrestling's history, the WWF slightly classier, a little bit more professional than us, but still fun nonetheless. So they support us, so please support them. That's Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, and the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Harper, uh, actually this will air a couple of days before Wildcat X rated, so I yeah. probably should mention it. June 22nd at the Shamrock Bar, New Orleans, Louisiana, Wildcat X rated, Colt Cabana, Tracy Smother, Shane Douglas, Stevie Richards, all going to be there. It is X rated. No kids. kids. No kids. No kids allowed. It is X-rated, 21 and over. But uh, a lot of fun. Hopper says he's going to eat there someone. Actually, he's not going to eat there anyone. But uh, please no. go check out the show. So how late does that place? Uh, how late does that place stay open? Until you leave. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking if I made the trip, you know, I'll just sleep there. <laughs> you probably could. You probably could. Um, Lance, if my wife wasn't going with me, I would tell you to just hop in the car with me. But if I do that, she'll say, we never get anyone no, no. down there. I'll go to the next one. I, I, you know, I, I gave this a lot of consideration, but right now, no. But, uh, you know, I thought, man, I'm going to wear a mask in there and yeah, uh, awesome. do a run-in. <laughs> yeah, people think you're Doc. <laughs> yeah, I was going to wear a mask and be drinking a Maker's Mark, so you knew it was me. 
Jesus Christ. Hey, uh, hey Harper, what do you call the uh, little patch of hair between an old lady's tits? What's that? Her snatch. That's nice. <laughs> That's not. Come on. You get it, Mike? No. What? You don't get it? Just rewind. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but it's like. It's not funny. Because <laughs> your tits hang so low. <laughs> I'm like, well, listen to what I just said. I'm, I said it's not funny as I'm laughing. What do you call a white girl without boobs? Justin oh Bieber. That's, That's wrong. Oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> oh, keep going, Lance, since you're having so much yeah. fun. Why is a push-up bra like a bag of chips? How? You open it and it's half empty. That's true, huh? It, it's all air. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a woman with only one boob? What? One in a million. Oh Jesus Christ, man! That's like <laughs> that's one of those jokes you said when you're like in the seventh grade at, at PE class. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those two uh, truly tasteless joke books? They got yeah. like ta- uh, you know had a whole series of them. Oh man! Every time we had to you know order for them at school to order books, you know that's what I was gonna get. <laughs> Oh, Keep going, God. Lance. You're having fun. Uh, I'll give you a couple more. Jesus Christ. What's America's favorite pastime? Tits, clits, and bass hits. Oh, okay. Clits, <laughs> tits, and bass hits. I'm going to wow. put that on Facebook. Friday night, bitches. Clits, tits, and bass hits. That's nice. Uh, all right. Uh, I, was, I, was once, I was once slapped in the face by a girl with 12 nipples. Sounds weird, doesn't it? Doesn't tit. Oh, that's stupid. That's okay. Forget Jesus it. Forget Christ. it. Let's just. <laughs> We're going to get out of here. All right. So check out uh, Wildcat X Rated if you're in the New Orleans area, Gulf Coast area, uh, June 22nd, 7 p.m., Shamrock Bar. Got to be over 21 to get in. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, I'd get them. And uh, if you're listening to this after, we're sorry that you missed it. Uh, Lance, you got any parting thoughts besides your uh, jokes? No, I'll see all the filthy people on uh, Twitter late nights, Fridays and Saturdays. I meant, uh, I meant uh, Facebook. I can't be dirty on Twitter. I have to be really straight-laced. But uh, <laughs> you people bring me down. Definitely. Follow us <laughs> Follow us all on Twitter. Lance is at SMU Heavyweight. Hopper is at CJH Hudat. I'm at Mike504Saints and at BTT underscore podcast. And then go join the Facebook group. I forget the exact link, but just search Booking the Territory podcast, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. And Hopper, hit the tagline and get us out of here, pal. Book it, bitch.
Hey, before we get out of here, I want to say a special shout out to all of the patrons out there. Thank you for your patronage. We appreciate it. Thank you for everyone who's bumped up to the $5 tier recently to get not only the Jim Crockett promotions pay-per-views that we've posted uh so far we've only gotten to the bunkhouse stampede but also the extra shows or the request shows that we get for our seven dollar tier and above you actually you know you get them on the five dollar tier as well so uh we dropped a bunch of stuff whether it's awa ecw we got the new ecw show with mike pru and jv so hopefully you're enjoying that as they do their watch alongs to ecw uh thank you mark for the continental recommendation recently that we've done jesse we did your awa show so all of those are available on the five dollar tier so thank you very much and then a special shout out before i get out of here to the hall of fame patrons out there bunch of new ones recently so thank you robbie dyson rick Beebe, brad dunifin uh tom schlegel coach joey chase aka willie chase steve mall Laron brown kenny byersdorf glenn abbott at ga russell nut bobby murray marlon Mueller at half points point josh warren everett star uh mike Childry. Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie. You three guys are our super duper Hall of Famers and our big time Patreon supporters. So thank you very much. Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn. Good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Marecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Code Man 822, Marty Howell, T-Hawk 94, and Godbull Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. Really appreciate your support. And like I said, check out the new show that's dropping every two weeks, which is with Mike Pru and JV. They've joined the BTT community, and they're doing a show on ECW, and they're doing a watch-along format, and they're trying to play some audio in the background, so hopefully you're enjoying it. Send the feedback to them as well. Uh, they, they give their, like, twitter and everything and also the twitter is on it's on the 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 post that i have on patreon so uh, hopefully you're enjoying it it's a good little show and they are enjoying going through the bad parts of ecw in that very beginning so check them out and then you can also check out their episodes called the bottom line wrestling cast uh that that both of them are doing where they are covering the you know wwe career stone cold steve austin month by month on a weekly basis so make sure you check them out there uh send them their feedback if you want to send them feedback on the um whether it's the bottom line cast or the ecw show just send it to at bottom line cast on twitter um they're also on twitter at uh, ecw extreme live cast i can't remember the exact ad at this moment but check it out and hopefully you guys are enjoying all of that patreon content um we really did have a great month in may May was a, a fantastic month. I want to say there was, uh, off the top of my head, like 11 or 12 Patreon episodes. So thank you very much. And that doesn't include the video reviews. That's just the audio stuff that we dropped. Uh, it was a lot more with the video stuff. Now, I know the video stuff is duplicates of the audio, but at least you get the video too and the visual of it. Anyway, this is Mike. And for Doc and Hopper who are not here and already said goodbye, I just wanted to say thank you to all the patrons and the Hall of Fame patrons. You guys have a great night and book it, bitch. <laughs>